0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, folks, uh, it's uh, December 12th, which is Monday, getting into the holiday season. I'm your host, Jack Riggins, Johnny Cadillac, the executive producer of Drive Time Lincoln, is still here. I hope you enjoyed the week off. I'm always game for uh, restoring American values to America and a little common sense and sanity to the capital city. Um, today, I am back from a little vacation. I spent the week in San Antonio, Texas. The weather's a little bit better than here. Not crazy good, but good. Um, I hope you enjoy Doug Fitzgerald and all of his guests. I want to give a shout-out to Doug. He always steps in and, and does a phenomenal job. I can't think of anybody more I would trust the show with uh, than Doug's. Probably trust Doug more than I trust myself <laughs> to come in here and be on air. I can see that. <laughs> you can see that? <laughs> I can see you trusting Doug more than trusting yourself. <laughs> you yeah. Personally knowing you. But. So <laughs> so there's a lot going on, as always. Um Boy, I call lines are open. The Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400 and the text line as always. I I hope your winter is going good. On my little reprieve, I I was trying to think about things that are kind of just out there and nobody really knows and we really can't get any straight answers and both nationally and locally. And talking with some of the the Texans down there, you know, you get a broader perspective. Um, One of the things that kept coming up is our countrymen, and I suspect some of you, our lack of faith in our electoral process, um, specifically voting, and whether or not your vote counts. Um, And this is a topic that, listen, it has been going national... Um, you know, we could go all the way back. Really, the first time I remember it was uh, George Bush, the second and Al Gore. And and that obviously hand recounts Chad's. I think if you guys were alive, you are all following me. But that's the first time I was made aware of it. And then every subsequent election after that on the national scale, there, there's been something, you know, both sides. You know, get frustrated if they don't win and there's different things. But it certainly reached a crescendo in the 2020 election. And I've had a lot of people, both just passionate Nebraskans, contact me, sit me down, talk about it. I've sat and had the Secretary of State of Nebraska on here to explain um, the dynamics as well as interventions after 2020 that this state has done and yet we keep uncovering more things and I'll go back to my love for this country and again a week away last week talking and this topic is so right there in every American's brain housing group Um, that I thought, God, I got to start drilling down because I honestly have kept people who have good information, not because I didn't trust them. It's just, it's a hard topic to discuss and to get some kind of, you know, okay, I get it. I see it or that's absolutely jabberwocky. That's hogwash. It's very difficult folks. And so I've kind of taken the slow road on this, but I'm going to tell you what. As we lead into Christmas, there's a couple of things that have uh kind of caused me to go, maybe maybe we got to dig into this, maybe we got to talk about it even here in in Lincoln. Um and I'll I'll be honest with you. The first one is what is happening on Twitter. Okay, so if you've been under a cave, Elon Musk bought Twitter, he then has opened up their archives and their editorial decisions to a journalist named Matt Taibbi, and Matt last week has been rolling out on Twitter the internal decisions, thought streams of Twitter executives... Deciding who they censor, what they censor, how they go about doing it over the last three, four years. Now, the highest profile person would be former President Trump. I think most of us know that. But at quick glance, what Elon Musk is doing, while certainly will be yelled at by the left and major media types as a complete right wing, you know conspiracy in fact what Matt Taibbi and Elon Musk have shown even though a good majority of us with barely a peanut to think with could see that there was certainly censorship on Twitter and it very much was on conservative voices and so while we can go from conspiracy to now enough fact that it would hold up in a court of law and understanding that social media being the town square of this age absolutely can have impact on elections and policy and things like that this is fact okay and somebody or some group had to put pressure and leverage on Twitter to do that. And all of a sudden, now that we know, hmm, this is an overt way of keeping conservative voices silenced, what else could be done? What else could be done? Because while Twitter has essentially opened its library for all to see, You know that Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which is just a terrible Chinese-owned thing that all the kids are into. You can't stop your kids from doing it. It drives me nuts. Um, As well as many other, are still operating without this open book that Elon Musk has brought to Twitter. And I don't think it's political. Again, the left will say it's political. But it's just him saying, hey, I bought Twitter, it's my company, here's what my company was doing. I have the records. And he has laid that out via Matt Taibbi and of course nobody in major media is covering it. Okay, why does that lead me to election security and integrity and to the number one question which is, does your vote count? Well, if that type of strategic-level hijack of conservative voices and a president of the United States is actual fact, and I believe now with the the disclosures going on, that it is, right? It's no longer conspiracy. It's no longer, well, I'm a conservative. I think I'm just getting kind of thrown out with the bathwater in, in Twitter. No, there was an actual attack to... Screw up our way of life. Okay. So, if that's kind of new in the last three or four years on a mass scale on one social media platform, what else could be being done? Well, I submit to you that the most important thing, besides the actual living and breathing document of the Constitution of the United States, Is that you, the citizen, you and I both know that our vote counts. That is how we say, oh, I don't like the policies. I don't like the decisions coming out of my leaders. So, therefore, those decisions have consequences and my vote is the consequence. And we have to be damn sure that that is secure. We have to be damn sure that's secure in our country. Because without it, the citizens' power over the elected officials is null and void. It's gone, right? You can march all you want. You can scream all you want. If your vote is hijacked, we the people are losing our best weapon to keep our elected officials honest. And that is our system. And voting is where the rubber meets the road. So, if you walk back, and let's bring it to Lincoln. I've said this many a times. I don't know that we're the first ones to um, break it, but certainly it was being talked about. We certainly know that Zuckerbucks came into Lincoln, Nebraska in, I believe, the 2020 election. Okay, and then that caused... Drop boxes that were unsecured added around the city, which enabled potential, potential ballot harvesting, which could throw an election. Now, did it around here? I don't know. But if you're really interested in that topic, go to citizensunited.com. They have a great little movie called Rigged. And they show you state by state how Mark Zuckerberg spent four hundred million dollars across the United States in very choice places private money given to states, given to counties to then expand drop boxes which can habituate can facilitate, excuse me, ballot harvesting. And then you ask yourself, well, what is ballot harvesting? Well, that's where you need to go to Dinesh D'Souza's great movie, 2,000 Mules, and look at the methodology of geofencing that they used and CCTVs, again, all public data, to show people dropping off ballots in the hundreds, if not thousands, to these unsecured drop boxes. Okay, so now... We go from did Twitter do it, didn't Twitter do it? We know for a fact, yes, conservative voices voices were censored on Twitter on a mass scale for conservative um, thinkers, conservative officials, other things like the Hunter Biden laptop, you know, it's just very leaning left. Now we go to things like Zuckerbucks. Now found out after the fact, hmm, that's the first time ever in American history. Happened right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, folks. Then we go to 2,000 mules. Wow, we caught a heck ton of people in key battleground states, ballot harvesting. Now we go back and say, well, is that enough for us to look at it? Because there's a lot of people in Nebraska that were fired up about this and are still fired up about it. And I know that our legislature and our Secretary of State have taken some steps, specifically on Zuckerberg, specifically uh, on a few other issues, as well as we, the people, getting voter ID passed. Okay? And so now, I think, is the time that we try to find, at least on this show, Local, regional, national level people to tell their side. Don't know if it's right, don't know if it's wrong, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And we certainly will get, as we go through the next two weeks or even into the first of the year before the legislature gets going, the Secretary of State on, as certainly this is something that, you know, is key to, you know, him carrying out his duties. And he probably cares more about it than any single Nebraskan. Um, and there's no easy answer, folks, but the point is that we are, it appears we, as a nation, we, as a group of people, are at an all-time high in this stuff. So tomorrow, uh two women who went out and canvassed early in 2020, and you say, what is canvassing? Canvassing... By definition, and I'll let them explain it is the official tally of votes for any given election or county or state. The purpose of the canvas is to account for every ballot cast and ensure that every valid vote cast is included in the election totals. So this is a manpower thing, literally going and getting boots on the ground. And so, Melissa. Sonder from Grant and Leanne Troush from Grand Island are going to call in tomorrow. We're going to have them on all day because they are some of the first people that went out and started canvassing in the state of Nebraska because of all this stuff. So they're the first two people of you know representing the larger group that went out and said, we've got to figure this out. All right, let me get to Johnny's call real quick before the break. Johnny, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln.
2: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um I just wanted to say that I feel like electoral voting like it's just it just kind of silences a person's vote. I do believe in one person, one vote. Um I think that that, that would really help out, you know. I just Do you think I, the elections are secure? Uh I mean, yeah, you pretty much you have to be a registered voter, which means you have to go in, you have to, you know, show Yeah, but do you do
1: you feel as an American citizen that the voting system is secure? Every vote is counted. uh, Every vote is legit. uh,
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to register to vote. So yeah. I mean, everybody who votes has to be registered. But that's not the
1: answer. So you're saying yes, you believe it's secure.
2: Secure is. I I mean, as compared to what? I mean, I don't know what you mean.
1: Well, what I mean is, is if I cast my ballot, my ballot is counted as it is, and there's no dead people, there's no bots, there's no fake added votes. From people that aren't people well,
2: then i I guess you know the thought has crossed my mind you know I mean we live in a red state it used to be blue. I kind of wonder with Pete Ricketts and all his money and Republican super PACs if maybe they did maybe they did take some names from the cemetery and well, yeah. we well go.
1: Johnny good call here's the deal I will agree with you on this I got to go to a commercial um listen this this benefits and And detracts from both sides. I don't really think this is a political thing. It just happens to be at an all-time high right now uh, in fervor with the left seeming to be the perpetrators. But I think everybody's probably benefited. And I will say this, Johnny. The electoral vote, I'm trying to figure that one out myself. I know where you're going with that. I kind of cut you off. But uh, that's an interesting deal. The the Electoral College and how it's designed and pros and cons. Maybe we'll get into that after Christmas. Right now, I want to stay focused on election security, election integrity, and talk a little bit about LPD when we come back. All right, 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, folks, uh, we're back here uh, after vacation in San Antonio, Texas. Going to be uh, talking about election integrity uh, as much as I can leading up to... the holidays. Uh, appreciate Johnny's call. Uh, listen, Johnny, and to everybody out there, I, I'm using modern in the last couple of years to showcase, right? But I will tell you that I cannot, if elections aren't secure, if there are some systemic problems, yes, both sides of the political aisle uh, benefit from that. There's no doubt about it. And I'm sure both sides <laughs> you know, have always tried to figure out ways. But I think we've gotten to a point where this is really incumbent upon the citizens to realize this is our tool and, and we need to make sure with absolute certainty that it's right. We'll be back. KLIN 14993. Don't you love an
0: extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a turbotax expert file your taxes for you by March thirty-first to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Monday, December
1: 12th, uh, we're back. It's Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln. Executive producer Johnny Cadillac is still here. He's here. I'm coming uh, in from San Antonio, Texas. Had a little time off. and Enjoying the day. Mostly talking election security today. We'll cover some uh, little news stories here in a second. Uh, Brian, hold on. I will get to you. I know you want to talk about 2,000 mules. Happy to give you the time. Um, tomorrow. Why? Why are we going to focus on election security, integrity, and just try to hear all sides, both sides? Because it's that important. Your vote, knowing that your vote counts and that you know there isn't mass fraud and there isn't shenanigans, um, is very important to our society, the American society. And I think with the disclosures going on with Twitter... And seeing that there can be mass, mass amounts of shenanigans, if not crimes, if not moralities um, in censoring people, as well as um, all these games that we're all questioning. And to be honest, take it locally here. I mean, Russ Barger has asked for a recount. In a race for Nebraska State Legislature, it's around 200 people. That's what he lost by. Now, that has big implications either way, right? If he were to have won that race, conservatives would have a majority in the legislature. That's a big deal. If he didn't win the race, then Democrats have a a little room there in this state. And, And so why not? Why can't we recount it? I don't know why we can't. I just know that he's asking for it. And I know that uh, there's legal proceedings going around it. To me, a common person, it seems like, you know, when there's 10, 20,000 votes cast, heck, if there were 2 million cast, we should have an ability to be able to quickly do a recount of those to make sure. Is, is that such an outlandish, outrageous question. I don't think it is, folks. And a lot of you have been out there doing it. So we're going to have Melissa Saunder from Grant and Leanne Troush, who got out canvassing after 2020 here in Nebraska. And again, what is canvassing? Canvassing is the official tally of votes. For any given election, the purpose of a canvas is to account for every ballot cast and ensure that every ballot vote cast is included in the election total. So they have to go door to door and ask people how they voted and get their names and then check their names with databases, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm really curious to, to, you know, at that grassroots level, what they found. All right, major media today. Uh, what's the story that's out there? I'm watching it right now. Breaking news. We've got the alleged bomb maker of the Pan Am, Lockerbie, Scotland, nineteen eighty eight bombing. Wow, how underwhelming is that? You know what? That doesn't even. Other than I'm a, a news guy on the radio, I have to say I, I have to say it because you know what that shows me a mass failing of American foreign policy over multiple presidents, multiple pentagons, multiple CIA leaders, really took us this long? Why does it even matter now? Well, we brought him to justice. No, I mean, it didn't do anything. I mean, great. It'll just be spun. But ultimately, I mean, if it takes you that long to get a bomb maker off the world stage, uh, you might as well not even attempt to do it. Can't wait to hear, you know, why it took that long. It, similar with Osama bin Laden, which I'm very intimately familiar with. I mean, it took too damn long. It took too damn long, folks. But you'll see that. People want me to comment on the Biden swap. But listen, here, here's my thought, okay? You know, don't turn it political, okay? I don't know who Paul Whelan is, really. I mean, he's a former U.S. Marine. He was a corporate security executive. He was convicted of espionage in Russia. Okay. Was he a spy for the United States? I don't know. I just know he's an American citizen and a former Marine. That's a crappy situation. I also know that Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, is also an American citizen and she was detained in Russia. Okay. And in the way that nations play games and talk to each other, um, it's good to get one of them. As an American, it's good to get one of them. End of story. I mean, does it show that America might not have had great bargaining power? in this thing probably are Russians and Vladimir Putin and other world leaders laughing at the Biden administration thinking America's weak probably but while it stinks that Paul Whelan is still behind um, we got one back Um, and you know the game continues to be played I'm sure Americans at all levels are working hard to try to get him freed as well Um, but in the end of the day um i look at it as as a hey we got one of our citizens back and and that's the way it is it means a lot to her family her and all the people that she cares about and uh you know it's better than having nobody come back um if this guy we let go is such a big bad bully um then we'll go hunt him down again or maybe we won't but i mean that's that's how i feel about it i i don't know the status of the marine you know, the former Marine. He's alive. Um, and it sounds like we didn't have a lot of choices, and it's better to make a decision and get uh, one, because you're you're not going to win in that situation either way. Okay, I really don't think it's that political, is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, it's just don't look into it too much. Uh, University of Nebraska says we're headed for a recession here in the state of Nebraska, but I think that makes sense. I mean the entire United States is kind of downtrending and um and so it would make sense that a study that came out from the University of Nebraska would say, you know, prepare for a little bit of a downturn here in Nebraska um over the next couple years. Um and so, yeah, I mean, good. It's backed up by some thought. Uh also, multiple candidates for the open Senate seat. We now have a Democrat uh candidate that has reached out to soon-to-be Governor Jim Pillen, and so uh, as as far as I know, there's about four candidates. We've had one on this show, Lieutenant Colonel Retired John Glenn Weaver. Um, it's good to know that uh, bench strength is, is growing. Governor-elect Pillen will have a lot of choices, and I have to assume that now Governor Pete Ricketts will also be a potential choice. So it's it's good to know we have bench strength, people volunteering. I have no problem with that. All right, uh, I'm going to give Brian a little time here and then I'm going to come back, finish up with election security, and just a few words about policing and manning here in Lincoln Police Department. Brian, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln.
3: Jack, did you ever look up Dinesh Atlanta murder?
1: No, what, was I supposed to?
3: Well, I said it would be a good thing to look up. If you look up Dinesh Atlanta murder, you'll find that 2,000 Mules said its data was so accurate they solved cold case murders. They named one murder in Atlanta but it wasn't a cold case, and they didn't solve it. They didn't send in the data until after it was already solved. Two, another thing to look up... Well,
1: you're referencing the fact that they were talking about geofencing being used to solve murders, or it can be used as one of their kind of um, selling points for their methodology, correct?
3: Right, and they lied, saying they solved a murder when they didn't solve a murder. Okay, fair enough. Another thing to look up would be uh, Dinesh Book Recall. That's because he named names in his first edition of the book, you know, nonprofits who he accused of committing crimes. But the company that printed it had to recall it and pulp all that edition, put out another edition where it didn't name names. But in uh, public speaking, he still names names. Also, the third thing to look up would be uh, Dinesh sued. He names the name of a guy who he says is committing a crime. In the movie, they identify him as committing a crime. Law enforcement looked into it. He wasn't committing any crimes, so that man's suing Denesh.
1: Okay, so he's suing. So you gave me three references, and that's great. And I think that in this day and age, we can all go get references and point to our argument. the The simple fact remains: Do you or don't you think that that movie and that methodology that was trying to showcase ballot harvesting as a real thing is real, sort of real, complete? political gamesmanship where where do you stand on that well i'd like to refer to the fox
3: news network and their judgment on it they wouldn't have to mesh on they wouldn't promote his book because they're being sued for what they had to say about election fraud concerning smartmatic and uh Let's see, the other election company, I forget. But
1: that's Fox News. I'm asking you as an American citizen, does the methodology of people going to drop boxes and stuffing ballots or ballot harvesting from either extra ballots or ballots that aren't really attached to people, is that a potential Thing that was showcased it's that's the best movie i can find or thing to showcase that methodology is that happening is it affecting elections or is it not happening
3: well instead of uh offering up evidence you want me to render a verdict uh i'd say it's total crap
1: okay no i i mean yeah i mean as an american we we have to look at things and we have to judge because we can't be everywhere and and know everything for a fact and there's certainly many of our citizens that believe that ballot harvesting is going on a lot right now and there's a lot clearly that don't believe it's going on and so i'm trying to figure out you know how do you present this how do you talk about it in a way that we can one day get to where we feel elections are secure. And that's a great question for you. Do you feel elections are secure and your vote counts as equal as anybody else's?
3: Well, not entirely, because there's a lot of conservatives who want to go around and uh, make it as hard as possible to vote and uh, reduce the number of people who are able to vote. So, no, not secure at all.
1: Okay, Maybe so you feel on the Trump conservative side, side there's, a, there's an effort to sequester the vote.
3: Yeah, to reduce the number of people voting because they know how unpopular they are and what they're selling is unpopular.
1: Okay. Well, good call, Brian. Good thoughts. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's why we got to have this conversation. You know, I don't think that – well, I do think that Brian's thoughts are valid. I do think that that is where we're at as a country and why – I'm going to get people that I can get a hold of. Obviously, they're going to be more conservative minded, but I'm open to other people that have thoughts on the opposite side about the issue, which is election security and integrity. Why? Because, again, besides our Constitution, that living and breathing document that we can, we can make an amendment to. We can't adjust our vote. Our freedom and our vote is what is the main tool for us to keep elected officials representing us, not working for big government or big interests, not working for money, working for you and I to represent us on the highest stage about the way we conduct our society, both at the state, local, national level. You know, and like I said, I mean, I don't think it's an unreasonable question if you just bring it down to locally here, a race. And we had several in Lancaster County that were, you know, decided by anywhere from 700 to 500 to 200 votes. I don't care what political party you belong to. I don't see why if you want to have a recount, you can't. And we shouldn't be able to provide that. In a fair and expeditious way, so that we absolutely know. I, if we're not set up for that, something's very wrong. Something's very very wrong. And so I'm taking us all the way back <laughs> to kind of when it started to really, you know, foam over. And I'm going to have Melissa Sonder from Grant and Leanne Trausch. Uh, from Grand Island, on who really started the canvassing effort in the state of Nebraska after 2020. And we'll just continue to try to get folks, um, both regional, national, to provide their opinion. Brian's opinion is valid. My opinion is valid. Eventually, we have to get to the point where we are making laws and we are conducting elections in a way that restores trust across the aisle. To every American. Okay? That is the goal. Eventually. Without a doubt. All right. so, Lincoln Police Department, there's been a lot said over the years. Um, I can go through the stats tomorrow. um, Citywide, as we're coming to the end of the year, it's always good to to look at them. I always look at them weekly. They kind of come out. You can go to lincoln.ne.gov and just, you know, go to... Lincoln Police Department, and right there they have a great site on statistics and trends, transparency. They, they give it all right there for you to see. And why is that important? Well, because when our city officials stand up and say something, I mean, you can kind of look at it and see, you know, are they wordsmithing? Are they kind of glossing over certain things? Are they only talking about certain things they want to talk about? Um, and that's what I do. And and the numbers are not as cheery as you you would have you. <laughs> you would think if you just listen to our city leaders talk, they're not at all. Okay. But one of the things that's been talked about lately is, and we've talked about on this show tremendously, the number of officers, uh, less than 1.2 per thousand. The FBI recommends uh 2.0. I think Omaha's at about 1.7. Well, here's the thing I had to go back and I found that, There's been a lot of bragging that we've added officers and we've done this. I think the number is 30. However, if you go look at the 2017 to 2021 strategic plan created by LPD, okay? It's got it right there. We had 328 officers, 144 civilians. We were right there at that number that we've all been complaining about, 1.17 per thousand. Okay? This is not enough to police this city. And somebody has come into office and said, what a great job she's been doing adding officers. Okay, that recommendation was to add five to seven every year to try to get on top of this. Okay, so that would be like adding 25 to 35 new officers every year starting back in 2017. Okay, today our authorized strength is 358 and 147. So we have added about 30 officers since 2017. 144 civilians, so about three civilians. Okay, so, again, with the growth of the city, we haven't kept pace, okay? And I don't think anybody says it any better of whether or not you believe Lincoln Police Department is getting the officers it needs to do the job than our own police chief, who in July said that she needs to fill 40 open positions In July and in December that number was 23 that means between December and July we lost another 17 I don't know what the number is now I don't know what the number is now but we are not keeping pace city leaders the mayor the police chief even with the new pay raise bump we are not getting the numbers required to stay on top Of the crime in this city. Okay? We're not there. I say we need 100 to 120. So when you're talking about 5 or 7 or just a few. um, I guess I'll be dead when we secure the city and have a nice safe city. Until then. You and I can just be happy that auto theft's up 74% over the 5 year rolling average. That vandalism's up near 50%. Trespassing 67%. And murder's up 92%. Okay? Start talking to your elected officials about it if you want a safe city. KLIN 1499.3.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, tomorrow we're going to talk canvassing with uh, Melissa and Leanne. Uh, Make sure you tune in to LNK today. Tomorrow, Jack and Friends, KLIN 1499.3.